Well, good morning and hello there. It is Monday, April 3rd. It is six minutes after nine. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. So did you miss me? What'd I miss? I missed you a whole lot. You know what I don't miss? What? These jokers who work on the weekends What here. happened? We'll get into Trump and there's so much stuff going on and we should be talking about pertinent news. But let's start the show talking about the disrespectful people who work on the weekends. And look, I get that there's probably 10 billion people listening to the weekend programming. Mm -hmm. And so it's vitally important that everything be in perfect place for that. But this is a reoccurring thing that happens at this radio station every single weekend and now we're going to address it publicly. Okay, it's Monday morning. Here we go. What's on your mind? You and you saw this. So okay. you know I'm not making this up. No. About what we walked into in this studio in terms of our camera uh-huh. for our YouTube show. Right. And the light that lights up the YouTube show mm-hmm. being just completely moved <laughs> from where it was on Friday mm-hmm. and somehow, I mean Kev, Kev can get in on this too. It was tangled up Remember in Christmas, uh, Christmas vacation yeah. when Clark Griswold tries to get the lights out of the garage and it's just a giant ball. tangled up ball of crap. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was just like a tumbleweed rolling through here. It was something. as though someone went out of their way to say, we are going to make it as humanly difficult or as difficult as humanly possible mm-hmm. for the Kendall and Casey, who will be the first people because Tony Katz doesn't come to work to do their show on a Monday morning. So I don't know if it's Guy Relford. I don't know if it's Tony Kennett. I don't know if it's Ethan Hatcher. I don't know who it is, but I'm sick of it because it happens every damn weekend. Did you send an email? I am in the process of sending the email. And you know how you're supposed to pause before you hit send? Yeah. This is my pause before I hit send. Oh, you're broadcasting it before the email goes out. I mean, it's you walked into this. This is I ridiculous. Know. I did. I did see it. I don't know how they got the light over there on the other side of the studio and the cord was all around that camera and things were falling over. And- because I I don't know if you know, Casey, we're number one in the key demo, mm-hmm. and there's nothing like being number one and having to walk in here and undo what the weekend people did. <laughs> nothing prepares you. I'm standing up right now because the camera's broke. Yeah, where's Nick? Nick, we need some duct tape. But it happens every weekend. And even even if, like, look, I get that Mar- Marconi-esque radio is taking place on this radio station over the weekends, mm-hmm. and I get that we have to have the camera absolutely perfect because an Academy Award could be on the line here. But wouldn't you, just common decency would say, it was here when I found it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to move it back where I found the thing when I'm done. We talk about this on the board all the time. Mm-hmm. Where we come in and the board is completely different than where we left it the last time. You got to zero it out for the next person. I moved this thing. Mm-hmm. Clearly it is here because people are using it mm-hmm. Monday through Friday in this position. So I'm going to move it. Okay, fine. Whatever you want to do. But wouldn't common decency... One speck of common decency say, I'm going to put it back where I found it. It's anarchy. It's the equivalent of taking a dump and going, somebody better clean that up. (laughs) Okay, now we can start the show. Are you okay? Do you need to take a beat? Should we count to 10? You know what? Let's just all do a little Monday morning breathing exercise. Ready? In through the nose. Out through the mouth. (laughs) You didn't do it. You didn't do the breathing exercise. because I'm still pissed, Casey. I'm still pissed. And no amount of breathing is going to fix that for me. Have you ever meditated? 
yoga. Like I think Steve Jobs <laughs> used to meditate. And look at how it ended up for him. <laughs> Dead and miserable. <laughs> okay. Well, since you're fired up, let's talk about Donald Trump, shall we? He's expected to be arraigned in New York City. New York City tomorrow. The indictment in the case remains under seal. His lawyer said he expects to make a motion to dismiss any charges brought on by Alvin Bragg. He said, we're going to take a look at the indictment. We're going to dissect it. The team's going to look at every, every potential issue. We're going to challenge it. And of course, he anticipates a motion to dismiss. Okay, so Trump's attorney went on CNN on Sunday and they tried to kind of get an idea as to what is exactly going to take place. And he still seemed pretty much in the dark. The only thing he said is we're pleading not guilty. Will he have to take a mugshot? Again, Dan, and you're asking Still me questions know. that I just, okay. it's not normal operating procedure. Yeah, it's all up in the air. All the all the Tuesday stuff is still very much up in the air, Got other it. than the fact that we will very loudly and proudly say not guilty. Well, you're, you're in a, a very uh, seasoned attorney, so presumably your strategy is not up in the air. So let's talk about what you're thinking about when okay. it comes to so, the legal strategy. So, so we'll get to that in just a second, because then she goes into kind of what are they planning on doing mm-hmm. in regards to legal strategy? Now, here's my question, Casey, because let, uh, Jason Miller, who is a senior advisor for Trump, Trump campaign, whatever, he was on Newsmax, and let's play the audio. He says Tuesday night mm-hmm. they're going to have a big – Trump is going to give a big speech at Mar-a-Lago. Take a listen. Jason Miller, we have a minute left. What's the next move here? How is the president feeling? So President Trump is very much emboldened. He's very strong. He feels the support from all the people who are backing him. And so tomorrow on Monday, he'll be flying up to New York, of course, head down to the courthouse on Tuesday morning. And then it's going to be announced here very shortly where President Trump is going to be giving a speech on Tuesday night at Mar-a-Lago, 8.15 p.m. I think the entire world will be watching just how strong and just how fervent he is that we must continue this Make America Great Again movement because you can't have Trump policies without President Trump. Nobody wants to go see the tribute band when the Rolling Stones are still playing. They're here for President Trump and the Republican Party is solidly behind him. And as Jimmy pointed out, even in the general election, he has a decisive lead over Joe Biden. Okay, so that was a shot at DeSantis, right? That's that's the tribute band. Now, Mike, fine, fine. Trump's going to give a speech Tuesday night. However, the Daily Mail reported Mm -hmm. that as soon as today... They think the judge is going to put a gag order on mm-hmm. on everybody involved in this. So how would you give a speech about this if a gag order is in place? If you're not allowed to talk about it, right? And is he going to do the perp walk? Is he going to get the mugshot or not? Because we're getting conflicting reports on that. Some people are saying, no, there's not going to be a mugshot. But I also read that Trump is a little fixated on getting a mugshot. And he asked his team whether, if that does happen, he can put it on T-shirts. Oh, absolutely. You would want the I See, I think Trump wants the mugshot because of the amount of stuff he could sell mm-hmm. that people on his side will buy. Right. So is, is it going to, and, and if he's going to be arraigned in New York, what's he going to fly back to Florida Tuesday night to give the speech? I mean, he's supposedly staying in Trump Tower in New York. But how is he going to give a speech with a gag order? Because the one thing that would happen is if you violate a gag order, a judge would revoke your bail. I mean, absolutely a judge would re- revoke your bail if you deliberately defy the order of a, 
of a, a gag order of a judge. So he's gonna he's gonna talk around it. Then he's gonna say everything without saying it. Would you trust Donald Trump to talk around something? <laughs> It'll be flower flowery language. He's gonna pepper in all sorts of good stuff there. I don't know. Do you think maybe he'll do it regardless of the gag order? He forget it. I'm doing. I'm Donald Trump. I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. I don't know. All right. Uh, Speaking of Trump, so when we come back, let's take a quick break. We'll get to trending stories and then more from Trump's attorney talking about this legal process, talking about the legal strategy, talking Mm -hmm. about what might happen. It's Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC. Good morning. up. Good morning. It's 19 minutes after nine. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. For those of you who missed our opening segment, somebody over the weekend, and this happens almost every single weekend. And look, I get that there are literally just tens of thousands of people that are clamoring for the weekend programming. And I understand on top of that now, I think Guy Relford Mm -hmm. and some other shows are doing the YouTube, which is fine. I get when you're a male model, like I say, a Guy Relford, you would want as many people as possible to see you. And, well, of course, we've got to have that camera perfectly put wherever it needs to be put. But somebody over the weekend has a real problem with putting stuff back where they found it. And then, you know, the people who pay the bills Monday through Friday have got to come in here on a Monday and, well, undo all the stuff they've done. And, well, that's a little distracting when you're trying to do a radio show. So we're trying to get to the bottom of who the disrespectful a-hole is who almost every weekend moves everything and then never puts it back. Are, are you implying that it's Guy Ralph? I because, didn't say that. Because he's the gun guy and guess what? I'm out on this argument. I didn't say it was Guy Relford. What I'm saying is <laughs> other people on the weekend may be pointing the finger in a direction uh-huh. that we have not confirmed yet. Kevin Kevin suggested maybe you have a duel. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that would go very well I mean, who, who, for anybody going up against him. Whoever it is, it doesn't matter, right, Casey? Isn't that basic decency? It's like using the exercise equipment at the gym. And then not wiping it off after <laughs> you sweat it. all over it. It's like, it's, it's fine. If you're that into yourself that, well, the camera needs to be over <laughs> here and not right here, and the, the light is totally out of position. My Hollywood career depends on everything it's a radio show whichever one of the people that did it you're on the radio and the youtube is a fabulous bonus and we have many many people who watch and we're very thankful for all those people who watch but you're doing radio Mm -hmm. and if you are so focused on well the light the light isn't perfect right here well my my entire career might depend on moving all of the equipment newsflash your weekend radio career does not depend on moving the equipment for the YouTube feed. But if you want to move it, fine, move it. But common decency would say, this was here when I found it. Mm -hmm. It's always here. We know all the weekday programming leaves the stuff here for a very specific reason. Mm -hmm. I'll put it back Mm -hmm. where I found it. Mm You're very particular. You like things exactly in their spot. It's just decency. (laughs) It's just decency, Casey, that if I came into your house Mm -hmm. and did something in your house... Mm -hmm. Oh, I'd clean up right after you because that's what I do. (laughs) Casey. You can't even put a glass down on the counter. I'd be cleaning it up. Casey, when I came to your house several months ago to do some stuff for you, even though I was helping you, wasn't I adamant that everything be put back? I was like, where do you want this? Where would you like that? Do you want me to take this trash out? Because (laughs) you're using something that isn't yours and somebody else is going to use it. Mm -hmm. Put it back! 
Do you make your bed every morning? I don't, but it's my <laughs> home, Casey. It's my home. That's true. I, I just, I just, Good point. And I love the fact that weekend people are in, in, immediately texting, pointing the finger at their weekend it cohorts. Me. Yeah. It wasn't me. They all sound like Shaggy, don't they? One me. The, and the, again, the thing that just blows my mind is not only did they move the stuff, but they created this ball of intertwined cords. It was like an obstacle course. Whereas though they had to go out of their way to create this havoc and headache mm-hmm. for the next people who would come in. I think they were just trying to put some tension in the cords so that things didn't fall over. Oh, you mean because they moved it? Yeah. You mean everything was fine and they chose to move it so they created an environment by which it might not work properly. Mm-hmm. So we'll screw it up for everybody else who comes back who needs this. Yeah. What what is the what is the programming? 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. So the 13 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess Tony isn't Tony is it here? So the 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. The 10 hours of programming uh, a, a day by which they would need the camp. I mean, am I am I overreacting on this? No, you're. you're Thank you. You're good. Let's do some trending stories. Marjorie Taylor Greene was on 60 Minutes, and she was asked why she calls Democrats groomers, and her 10 second answer leaves the reporter gasping. And things she says that are over the top, like... The Democrats are a party of pedophiles. I would definitely say so. They support grooming children. They are not pedophiles. Why would you say that? Democrats Democrats support, even Joe Biden, the president himself, supports children being sexualized and having transgender surgeries. Sexualizing children is what pedophiles do to children. Okay. I had no response for that. Also trending this morning, WrestleMania. We talked about it last week, and it happened over the weekend. And with the women, Rhea Ripley defeated Charlotte Flair. It was an exciting women's championship match. But the best call was about Bianca Belair and Asuka. Belair looking for the KOD, the challenger up, but Asuka instinctively grabbing the top rope. Asuka trying to hang on. And Pia Belair almost. I, I believe there might have been some incidental contact. Oh, the mist. Asuka went for the mist. Belair was able to duck out of the way. And now Bianca Belair hoisting Asuka up. Asuka goes through. Asuka's got her in an armbar. Tap's in trouble. Belair's going to tap. Belair's going to tap. Two-point takedown. Whatever, this was SoFi Stadium, so let's just pick a number. Mm -hmm. Let's just say it was 65,000 mostly grown-ass people Mm -hmm. go to this thing and are totally into it. Yeah, it was was entertaining, that's for sure. Uh Finally trending. Entertaining to, to who? To the people in the stadium yeah, well, <laughs> and people watching on TV. Well, you know what? P.T. Barnum said a sucker's born every minute. Finally trending, Jezebel sauce. Don't know if you've heard about this. It's a southern condiment. It's characterized by its unexpected twist of sweet and spicy. Oh, that's you. 
Yeah, here's here. Nice. <laughs> Call me Jezebel sauce. Uh, here's some of the ingredients used to create Jezebel sauce: apple jelly, pineapple reserves, horseradish sauce, dry mustard, crushed red pepper, and black pepper. Apparently, you can just spread it on everything. You get a little sweet, a little spicy, and you're good to go. Oh wow! Jezebel sauce. Nine twenty-six. It's Kendall and Casey on ninety-three WIBC. What do we have coming up next? More Trump. Yes. All right. So Trump's attorney is weighing in. We got. So much audio coming up here. I, it's a little hard for me to get to what we're doing next because, well, I have to bend over because now I have to stand up to do the uh, YouTube feed because one of the esteemed Marconi slash Emmy Award winning weekend people didn't put the camera back. Uh, we also got. I've heard something about that. Uh, we've also got Joe Biden. Hey, look, to quote Steve Martin in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, you're messing with the wrong guy. Uh, okay. We got Joe Biden with some incredible audio from him. We got Trump's attorney. A lot more on the way. All right. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. We've got the news up next. Princess cards she sends me. 933 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Donald Trump has told his advisors and his associates that he's prepared to escalate attacks. Clearly, if there's a gag order and he says he's still going to speak from Florida on Tuesday. He's also vowed uh, to people close to him that he wants to go on the offensive. Isn't he always on the offensive? Well, and the judge, this judge has his ire already. And so Trump's attorney was on CNN over the weekend and said, and I think this is right, if Trump weren't running for president, if he hadn't run for president, none of this would be happening. It's wholly political. Mm-hmm. And they kind of get on a back and forth about if they're going to ask for a new judge. Take a listen. The former president said that the judge hates him and was handpicked by the DA for this case for that reason. Are you going to ask for a different judge? We are going to take the indictment, evaluate all our legal options, and pursue everyone most vigorously. Uh, This is a case of political persecution. Had he not been running for office right now, for the office of the presidency, which, by the way, the polls have shown since this has been announced, his numbers have gone up significantly. Had he not been running for presidency, he would not have been indicted. Well, but Had let's talk judged, about the judge. There's let's no talk scenario about the judge. where he'd been indicted. My question is about the sure. judge. Will you ask? Judge? Will you ask for a different What's the judge? Question? Well, I just said we have to get the indictment, and then we'll, we'll evaluate every single legal maneuver. The, um, you know, I have no issue with this judge whatsoever. Well, the, your client um, does. He says has that a very he's good reputation. Well, well, my but my client has a right to have an issue with everything. He's been politically persecuted. Make no mistake about that, Dana. Whether you're on the right or the left, or you're a supporter or detractor of Donald Trump, this should really bother you. This this should really shake the core of what we believe our justice system should be about. It should not be weaponized to go after political opponents. So the ju- you don't believe this here. judge so is lashing out because he's the victim. I have no reason to believe this okay. judge is biased. I've not been before him on this matter, so I, we have to let this process play out. He better believe the judge is biased, right? Or unbiased. I mean, he has to go into it thinking that he's not. But he mentioned that they're excited about the boost in poll numbers. And this has even made Trump's rivals talk about him. So everything, everybody, even DeSantis, his big rival, is talking about Donald Trump and what's going on. Well, yeah, Trump's going to be way ahead, and I'm sure the new polls that'll come out will show he's gotten a big bump. But it's again, it's forever between now and when we vote in a Republican Mm -hmm. primary. And here's the other thing. You have no idea what's going to actually come out in these indictments, what evidence, what other things they came up with. I mean, people think, well, it's bullcrap. He's getting charged. It is. But you don't know. And people say, well, it's it's so overwhelming going to help Trump. 
I think in the immediate aftermath of the idea that Trump got indicted, yes, but you have no idea what else is going to come out in these indictments that could be damaging to Trump. We don't know exactly what the grand jury heard. Mm -hmm. We don't know what new evidence has been presented. So everybody who's like, well, it's just Trump's going to run away with it now. You, you have no, nobody has any idea. Well, like you mentioned, we don't know what's going to come out of it. And some people are worried about the impact that it's going to have on the moderate suburban female voters. And if more salacious details emerge, it's going to get even worse for Trump. So let's go from a former president to the current president. And, well, our president, Casey, he is quite the wordsmith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was in Mississippi looking over weather damage mentioned the wrong city that he was in he was in he was in rolling fork mississippi Mm -hmm. all right let's just that's important to note rolling fork mississippi and then this happened the town of rolling stone will be back and we'll be with you every step of the way and i that i what did i say i i didn't i said rolling fork rolling stone i got my mind going here Mm. He does. I, got- I, I think that's the opposite of he's got his mind going. <laughs> his mind is wandering. Ah! <laughs> so imagine you're one of the people living there in Rolling Fork and the president's coming in and he's there to be empathetic and look over all the damage and he can't even get the name of your city correct can we play that again just to i mean it's it's already an entry for next year's biden madness it's it's not even the mistake it's the covering of the mistake Mm -hmm. i think what did i say what can we do we have that again kevin the town of rolling stone will be back and we'll be with you every step of the way and i did i what did i say i i didn't i said rolling fork rolling stone i got my mind going here i got my mind going here no you don't (laughs) <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's why he keeps making the mistakes. I got my mind going here. We feel your pain. We know what you're going through. This is devastating. You've lost thousands. We've lost human lives. But the town of Rolling Stone is good. What? And oh. would it have been? Would it have been that? unbelievable for him to say something like you know the reason i said rolling stone was because i don't know if you guys know but i was really good friends with the rolling stones and no no joke man no no joke that's jumping jack flash that's about me man yeah no joke no uh-huh. joke uh-huh sure <laughs> gonna jam with the stones okay well president biden is not going to attend the coronation of king charles next month Instead, he's going to prioritize a trip to Northern Ireland. <laughs> so, so Yahoo, mm-hmm. as a report, uh, citing the Telegraph, um, and and in in this report that, that that Yahoo is claiming he's not going mm-hmm. because they're worried he's too old to do so much traveling. <laughs> Well, it's a lot. It's a lot. He's going to send a delegation featuring, quote, high-profile representatives in his place. Who might go instead? Dr. Jill. She's going to go. The president, they're very worried about him making multiple cross-Atlantic flights Mm -hmm. in such a short period of time. He's too old. They're worried he's too old, Casey. And they're trying to get out in front of the story because they don't want it to seem like he was snubbed, like he wasn't invited. No, no, no. He was invited. He's just not up to the task <laughs> of of sitting there watching King Charles. 
be coronated. Uh, so he's not the first president, by the way. Uh, Eisenhower didn't go to Queen Elizabeth's coronation in 1953, but that was under different circumstances. He's too old, Casey. It's not he's too busy. It's not there's something else going on. He's too old to make the flights. He's going to get a cramp in his leg if he sits on that plane too long. Uh, real quick, because I don't know where else we would use this, so let's just use it now. There's okay. someone else now running for president. Did you hear yes, this? Yes, I did hear that. Who? This is the former governor of Arkansas, Asa Hutchinson. <laughs> he's just throwing his hat in the ring. You know, the and I've, we why we have long said that it takes a certain level of narcissism Mm -hmm. to think that in a country of 330 plus million people that you could run the country better than anyone else yeah i mean you gotta have some moxie right then there's also a level of narcissism to think in a country of 330 plus million people in which donald trump and ron DeSantis will also be running for president that you think there is some sort of viable path for you to be president Mm -hmm. of the united states Mm -hmm. yeah he said that the office is more important than any individual person and i believe that i am the right time for america (laughs) he (laughs) is the right time right now let's take a listen When I spoke to you earlier this year, you said you were thinking about running for president. Have you made a decision? Are you running? I have made a decision, and my decision is I'm going to run for president of the United States. While the formal announcement will be later in April in Bentonville, uh, I wanted to make clear that to you, Jonathan, I am going to be running. And the reason, uh, as I've traveled the country for six months, I hear people talk about the leadership of our country, and I'm convinced that people want leaders that appeal to the best of America and not simply appeal to our worst instincts. And that inspires me when I see everyday Americans just saying, give us good leadership, give us common sense, consistent conservatism, and optimism about our great country. And uh, that inspires me, and I believe I can be that kind of leader for the people of America. What's his path? If you were to hook him up to a truth serum of some sort or a lie detector Mm -hmm. and say, explain yourself without causing this thing to buzz, beep, or shock you, (laughs) what would he do? I think he's hoping that Trump will be out. How? What? Even if Trump goes to trial, there's no way Trump's going to be out because even if he got convicted of a felony, he could still run for president. There's nothing that would stop him from running. What? What world? Mm-hmm. There used to be people who would run to say, okay, I have a viable path to run. You know, here's even at a stretch. If we thread this needle, here's the thing. You know, Bill Clinton, the comeback kid, blah, blah, blah. What? Uh, there is more of a chance that I will be president than Aza Hutchinson will be president. <laughs> He's convinced that people want leaders that appeal to the best of America and not simply appeal to our worst instincts. So we're going to throw him in the hat with Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy, possibly Ron DeSantis, possibly Tim Scott of South Carolina, possibly Mike Pompeo, possibly Mike Pence. It's the field is just getting more crowded. And what does that do? elevates trump yeah you're absolutely right all right when we come back uh bill maher Mm -hmm. had some really interesting points about socialism Mm -hmm. in this country he was talking with new hampshire governor chris sununu and i thought he made uh some really good points plus the lieutenant governor of uh, virginia had a really epic rant on the push to sexualize what kids learn and partake in in public schools and we'll get to those coming up from 93 wibc 
947, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. From the town of Rolling Stone, Mississippi. Uh-huh. Somebody in the YouTube uh, chat room suggesting Kevin do Rolling Stone bumper music. For the rest of the morning, and he followed instruction. Good job, Kevin. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So on the uh, latest broadcast of HBO's Real Time, Bill Maher was arguing that the U.S. has been a quasi-socialist country. Ah, yeah. So this is great. I love this. And we have said this for years on this this program, that we are, we are just... We, we were slow walking towards socialism. Now we are sprinting towards mm-hmm. socialism. But we make this gigantic mistake of thinking, oh, my gosh, America was. Well, no, America really since Roosevelt has been, uh, at least had the tenets of socialism ingrained in our fiber. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think about like, like what what are income taxes? Income taxes, which was 1913 are taking money from people who earned it and giving it to people who did not. Mm -hmm. And we could say, well, it's roads, it's infrastructure. No, 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 no. A huge portion of our income tax structure is just blatantly in the tax structure and the role of government in our society is just taking money from people and giving it to other people. It's not, you know, public infrastructure or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, You look at Roosevelt certainly what was many many of the social safety net air quote programs he put in place what was social security it was taking money from people who earned it and giving it to people who did not now you can be mad about that or you can think it's the greatest idea ever but that's what it is Johnson's great society the war on poverty that's what we do in this country we take money from the doers and give it to the donters and you can be mad about me for saying that but what, how else would you describe it, Casey? Social Security. You've got the Marine Corps. You've got Medicare, Medicaid. Welfare, public welfare programs. I mean, free school lunches. I mean, just it is an endless, you know, socialized medicine. It is an endless list mm-hmm. of what we do in this country. And again, you may think it's the greatest thing ever, but don't get mad at me for saying what it is. Somebody earned that money. I mean, so, a lot of it's printed now, of course, but somebody earned that money. You're taking it from them, and unless there's a Medicare tree that gets planted in the backyard somewhere, those healthcare programs that people are getting for air quote free or reduced or whatever, somebody's paying for that. It's not a free service. The actual uh, cost to the consumer may be air quote free, but the somebody's paying the bill. The, money, the money's coming from somewhere. Right. So Bill Maher, he's going back and forth with uh, Governor Chris Sununu about this, and here's what they said. Okay, well, America has always been quasi-socialist, or at least for the last century and a half. Social Security is socialism. The Marine Corps is socialism. Every advanced democracy is quasi-socialist. Are you saying that where we were in America 30 years ago is where we are today? Oh, my no, God. I'm no, not, I'm not no, saying that. It's an that absolute it. assault on capitalism, on, 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 on democracy, on federalism, and I think that's even coming from certain Republicans as well. Well, but, in, the, in the 50s, the, the, the tax rate went up to 70%. Yeah, sometimes even really 90%. really bad idea, right? Okay. And we fixed it. We had so, to fix it. So we that. actually were more socialist then. I wouldn't have voted for those presidents either. Okay, well, some of them were Republicans. <laughs> Yeah. A bad idea, right? It, no, that's absolutely true. So it's terrible, uh, terrible uh, idea. Uh, and, and the thing he hits on here, and Sununu doesn't have an answer for it because he's a good Republican, is that there is minimal difference between the Republicans and the Democrats. He's right. There was there have been massive 
social and government role expansions under Republican presidents, especially since 1932 when Roosevelt was elected, the same way there have been Democrats. Now, is it quite as large? In many cases, no. But let's take COVID, for example. We don't have to go way back in the time machine. Donald Trump printed more money for, air quote, COVID than Biden did. So if you're going to rip on the social, this is what I don't understand with the always Trump people. How do you be an always Trump person and claim it's because I want A, B, and C, and then just ignore all the stuff that Trump did? Nobody has yet, other than, well, it wasn't his fault. He didn't have any choice. Someone held a gun to his head and forced him to sign off on printing $5 trillion? No. We, there is almost no difference between these two parties. At a federal level, at a state level, at a local level, it is no longer Republican versus Democrat. It is us versus them. He went on to say that what Donald Trump tried to do, not recognizing a fair election, is just not comparable to incremental socialism. But he said that we do have too much. And then he said, I live in California, where it's more extreme than a lot of places. Yeah, I thought that was interesting that Marr admitted, hey, we do have too much socialism in this country. But any amount of socialism is too much. The, the, the government is involved in... 18 million things and there's like 18 things they're called the enumerated powers that they're supposed to be involved in the federal government there's so many things that the private sector that the private charities that the churches etc can and would do and do do to an certain extent that they're not being bullied or pushed around by the federal government if we just allowed people to keep their stuff and give it to whom and where they see fit. Another guest that Bill Maher had on his show was Virginia Lieutenant Governor Winsome Sears. And she told Bill Maher that he needs to read more during her appearance on the show. They were discussing the drag debate. Yeah, so obviously this is a huge deal now, the sexualization of kids in public schools, what kids learn and partake in in public schools. And I thought she very eloquently Mm -hmm. summed all this up. Here's the thing. I'm a parent. I'm a parent all day. I get to decide what happens in my child's life. Not you, not the government, not anybody. I don't co-parent. I had this child. I'm responsible <laughs> yeah. for this child. Anything yeah. happens to little Johnny, you're calling me, right? right? As you should. Right. right. So what I'm saying, hang on. So what I'm saying now is if I don't want my child giving lap dances at school by a drag queen, I don't want it done. Right. That's happening. Hmm. Think about that statement, Casey. That's mm-hmm. a real statement with a, a viable, it can and is happening mm-hmm. in public schools. I don't want my young child getting a lap dance from a drag queen. That's a long way from when I was in seventh grade health class and you had to send in a note saying whether you were going to participate in the film. Remember that? Yeah, where they, where they showed childbirth, although they fast forward through it really quick <laughs> in my class. The really? teacher actually put it in reverse, too. <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, but but think about that. That's 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 a far cry from where we were. Where do you want your child learning this to drag queens giving lap dances? And and it is there is a normalization of this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. There, I mean, look at what we saw down the street from us just a couple weeks ago, in which there was a line of people out the door at the Indiana State House for lunatic leftists who are livid that kids in kindergarten through third grade won't be able to be taught sex. Like These people were screaming, they were shouting, they were holding up signs. Mm-hmm. Why are they so angry about that? What sort of mental illness are you infected with 
that you're upset that a kid in kindergarten through third grade won't be taught about sex. What the hell is wrong with you? And that's what Marjorie Taylor Greene was going off about on 60 Minutes. Yeah. The, Same the, point. It is a bizarre, I mean, very bizarre. And these people need immediate help. If you think a kid in kindergarten through third grade should be taught about sex, you need to seek immediate mental help. It's Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good morning.